<laughs> and just like that, yes, it is nine in the UK. So, of course, that means it's UK Cowboys time. Welcome, everybody. It's season two, episode 126, a review of week one of training camp. Yes, football is officially back. I'm so happy. Um, now, as you can see, we've got the double jeopardy of uh, the, the Scottish Convention contingent the iron and the brew uh as we say <laughs> uh, but joining us from cowboys fan only he's been on the 24-hour show uh, that we did back in april we have the great the mr tuck with us how are you doing brother we can see you in sunny vegas thank you thank you guys for the red carpet yeah actually i'm actually here in las vegas great las vegas nevada the home of you know, the 2022, I guess, well, that'd be tw yeah, 2022 NFL draft. So having a good time <laughs> out here in Vegas, I will actually be on Oxnard tomorrow morning covering Dallas Cowboys camp, man. So I'm excited. But like you said, football season is finally here. I can't believe we made it, man. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, way too long. My only question is, you don't have to give an exact figure, but how much have you won on red so far? I haven't really, I've, I've been, I haven't been on red, but I've been playing roulette. So I'm actually up right now. I was up $168 last night. But then, nice. but then you know, as Paul and Mike, you guys kind of know, I've been heavily into soccer right now. So I took <laughs> all of that, and I betted all the USA men's team tonight to beat, I think they're playing like Qatar or something like that, and also Mexico in the Con yeah. um Cup. So I put all my money on soccer tonight, so I'll make things a little bit more interesting. But I'm currently up a roulette, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, like we said, when you come, when the Cowboys come to the UK, we're gonna make sure we take you to a Premier League match. I know you've been looking forward to that. Few beers, big celebration from what we talked about before. We're not gonna go down that road, but Absolutely. yeah, it it is looking it is looking nice out there. I, when you came on, I was looking into the background. I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah, and then New York, New York. I'm actually at New York, New York right now. But you can see the kind of roller coaster and everything, man. So. It's a great day. I'm actually, I'll just have to pull a second and go. So, you know, having, having a great time. Yeah, I, I was, I was going to do the live stream from the pool, but the music was too loud. I was like, let me come and talk. <laughs> see, see that, that, that's just ultimate throwing for our good friends here, right? Honestly, it's just <laughs> ultimate throwing. The fact that we can't fly over to the States yet, and we have to just let this out. God damn it. You guys have to come out here next year for the NFL draft, man. It's definitely an experience. Like, Vegas is one of those places. Like, my favorite place is actually visit here so yeah the only trouble is I i'm worried that if we all come over and we join you it ends up like a new episode of the hangover oh, where one of us gets stuck yeah. on the roof oh, yeah. it, absolutely, it absolutely will it absolutely will i think the draft is going to be a few hangover stories but it's okay if i'm back on the flight and give like the uk we'll be all right <laughs> yeah, everybody's asking and going, so wait, 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 where's Chuck gone? Where's Ty? And we'd be like, I don't oh, yeah. know. And we find you in the boot no, no. of a police car or something. Well, the, funny, the funny thing I always say is, you know, initially the draft last year was supposed to be in Vegas. And I, I cannot uh -huh. fathom being out here in Vegas in the Cowboys draft at City Lamb. I'd probably still get lost. I gotta probably be out there. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I cannot imagine myself what I'd be like in Las Vegas. I'm bad enough going to Newcastle, not to mention yeah. Las Vegas. So, Lot, yeah. lots of drinking, lots of drinking, lots of partying, lots of fun, man. I'm already for Zachary Finn this morning. It's, what's funny what's funny is the people don't know but i i just sent a message and i was just like i'll let you know this is the time and everything i get a message back and i'm like 
what time is it then? You're like, 5 a.m. I'm like, what are you doing up at this time? Like, I'm just I, I chilling. Know, I and I was like, you're yeah. Chilling. Yeah, you're like, ah, he's, he's in Vegas. He's in Vegas, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. is true. Uh, but what we'll do is we'll get into the show, guys, uh, and we'll talk. And we always start every episode, although this one is a news and update show anyway. But we've got our news and updates, which really is just going to be a rundown of the injury report that's come out over the last week. Add some others if you want, guys. But the big one, of course, uh, was over the last 24 hours was the DAC issue with his shoulder. Went for an MRI because of the soreness. Today, he's be he has been there, limited. Um, I don't know if you've got anything further on it, Tuck, but I know for ourselves, uh, it's come out here that Mike McCarthy said he's limited. There's no real deep issues there. And Dak has made his own comments, too. Yeah, exactly. So James Slayer interviewed Dak yesterday after practice, and Dak said there's no, yeah. you know, really concerns as far as you just want to be precautionary um, with mm -hmm. the injury because, you know, there's some kind of soreness. You don't want to continue to throw and throw. So he's actually out there on the practice field today as we speak. Yeah. And of course, he's been throwing with his left hand. So it's being like a <laughs> precautionary measure um, out there. But I don't feel concerned. Now, of course, you know, mainstream media, they're going to run a story into the ground. Like, you know, I see you yeah. miss the first three games of the season. I was like, you know, mm -hmm. pump your brains. Cowboys fans don't need to be alarmed. I think it's just one of those things we need to focus on to make sure that he doesn't go into the season lingering any injuries. Um, we know in 2019, he kind of had some shoulder issues at the end of the season. So maybe this is something that's kind of reoccurring. But it happens with quarterbacks across the NFL. I mean, major league pitchers, when you're using your arm that much, there's going to be some muscle soreness. So you just got to protect it and be smart with it, which I think the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy will be. Yeah, um, which and when it comes to your top guy, especially when you're paying him all that money, you want to make sure uh, he's well rested uh, and all yeah. the rest. But a big one as well that came out yesterday. I don't know if you've seen the video. It's <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Was the Michael Gallup fence flip? He took a deep ball yeah. <laughs> down, went over the fence at the end of the uh, end zone, tweaked his ankle. Good mm -hmm. news is it's nothing serious. I don't know if there's any more that's come out again. Is there any news on that? Um, yeah, I or think, is it just where it sits? Yeah, I think where he sits, he had a tweak of the ankle, but it really shows like the Cowboys' mindset. Like I said, because if you think about that play, Michael Gallup did not need to catch that ball, but he went the extra <laughs> mile to make sure he secured the catch, flipped over the fence or whatnot. Now, for Cowboys fans, we probably all you know had a mild heart, heart attack when we saw that, but it shows like, yeah. that the mindset of a lot of Cowboys players out there that they're wanting to finish the play. I mean, you go back to even the play with CeeDee Lamb, the one-handed catch that everyone's going – you know, crazy yeah. about that the Cowboys are players are out there. They're willing to finish plays and do the ex go the extra mile. Now for Michael Gallup, you know, he kind of went over the fence, but luckily it's just kind of a minor tweak. No concerns there as far as the injury for the ankle. Yeah, which is good news. I'm um, Jordan Lewis as well. He pulled a hammy yesterday, mm -hmm. um, so waiting for him to come back. Zach Martin, the same thing again with the ankle. Uh, Mitch Hyatt's been moved to IR, which we'll get to uh, in a minute, the reasons behind that. Yeah. Uh, we are still waiting for news uh, on Tristan Hill, Chansey, Golston, Greg Zerline, and TJ Vasher. Um, they are doing their thing still at the moment. Bradley and I have been doing some cord work. Uh, mm -hmm. And Cooper rushes back after a back injury. Um, apart from that, we've had two other sign-ins, uh, which we'll get straight into to start things off. But uh, the only other thing I wanted to add is I did ask the question for about a rough timeline, and here's one for you as well, Tuck, is 
Cooper, Amari Cooper, and uh, Tank as well. They mm. are currently on PUP. Their timeline, they reckon, is going to be around about preseason game number two. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you can say what you want with it. But at the end of the day, for me, if there's two guys you're not going to be too concerned about having to do preseason work, it's Amari Cooper and, and, uh, and Lawrence. Yeah. Lawrence, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I think that I think that preseason game, which is technically, I think it's the Texans, maybe their first home preseason game, yeah. I think that's where you'll see a lot of the players actually play. Don't expect to see a lot of players playing in the um, Hall of Fame game or the first game, free preseason oh, game. Yeah. But I think, you know, that'll be the dress rehearsal for the Cowboys. And as mm-hmm. long as they're ready to go into Tampa, that's the main focus for Cowboys fans, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, they're not going to be out for week one. Uh, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. By the way, things the way things are looking, yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the big thing for uh, um, both of those guys, uh, and uh, as well, uh, from what I've heard is um, Lawrence, his back, it's not a back injury. He had back surgery, and mm-hmm. I don't know what it means because I'm not a doctor and I'm not that mm-hmm. intelligent, but uh, it was a clean-up operation is what they said. Exactly. Exactly. Know. More, more clean, clean up for, for Marcus Lawrence and also what Tyron Smith went through last year as well. So it's kind of cleaning those things up and make sure that you're as healthy as possible going into the season. So I don't see any red flags with either Cooper or also Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, agree. Um, but let's get into it then, guys. So the first thing off the deck was we've had two big sign. Well, we've had one big signing and one depth <laughs> signing. We'll get into the first one, first, which was uh, Kyron Brown. He's been given a two-year deal. This is a guy who was an undrafted free agent for the Jets back in 2019. I've gone back and checked. The guys played in that time three games. Had seven targets, four completions, made five tackles and missed one. QBR rating of 75, which is usually the thing I go to. But the sample size is so small. I mean, it's pointless looking statistically at him. Mm -hmm. For me, I think this is a case of the Cowboys got to camp. We all know it. They know it Mm -hmm. too. The cornerback depth was small, so they brought somebody Mm -hmm. in. I don't know what you guys make of it. I'll let you all speak on this one now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much just adding more depth, I suppose, more bodies to more competition, pretty much, just as yeah. pretty much the more simplified answer towards that, I think. I mean, it's not really necessarily a, a big name, as we, and you talk about the stats and stuff like that, we don't barely, it's, it's very small samples, so it's I just, re- I, I think it's just a body more to bring in more competition, because we still don't know what we're going to do, who's going to be the second stringers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Not even, we, we, we can't even guarantee who cornerback number two is going to be yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, 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 you got great. Just going to agree with that. I mean, there's very, very young in secondary. So um, if they can, if they can go with the best five, basically they're trying to give themselves as many options as possible. So mm-hmm. I, I guess if, if, if he wants to come in and, and figure into the mix and dislodge one of the, the other rookies, maybe um, one of the, the later round draft picks, uh, all for that competition. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think that you know bringing him in was more about a death body for camp because um, we're seeing the, the injuries are starting to mount, whether it's serious injuries or just hamstrings or quads. The, those minor injuries start to add up as you go on through camp and starting to get work to that week one game. And so I think there's an extra player to kind of bring in so that way you're not, you know, 
pushing Trayvon Diggs to the limit and pushing you know, Kelvin Joseph to the limit and also, you know, Nation Wright and some of those core guys that you're really going to need out there. Jordan Lewis, who you've already mentioned, is had a you know, slight injury as well. So you want to kind of get some other bodies out there. He's got to practice against somebody. So I think that's the reason why he was brought in. Now, the reason why he got a two-year deal, I'm not sure the reason. He got a two-year mm. deal versus the one-year deal. So that's something we'll definitely have to keep an eye on. But as far as the impact guy, I don't see it coming out the gate. Like you said, Mike, he's very improving as far as he, where he stands in his career. Yeah, and, and I mean, in terms of the contract, we're still waiting for details on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason I can think of the two-year deal is just to spread whatever spread sort of out. contract bank. <laughs> yeah, whatever his signing bonus was is to try and spread that out a bit. That's the only reason mm-hmm. I can think, uh, mm-hmm. to, exactly. to load it at the front. Um, but... Here it is. And I, I, we have been making comments on this. Uh, the oh lordy comments. Uh, oh lordy, lordy, lordy. Uh, so Malik Hooker, the Cowboys finally look at safety. Now, they went in the off season and spoke to Malik Hooker. A lot of people in our group were making comments, you know, well, why didn't they sign to begin with? For me personally, I think this is a wheel around that they went the first time. There was an Achilles issue and all the rest of it. And I think he was going through some medical tests or what have you. And I think the Cowboys Saturday, maybe perhaps camp, maybe later, who knows? And I think this is just a wheel around where they've come back and gone, right, we'll start here and we'll go through it again. At first, before I get into the details on Malik Cooker, how do you all feel the Cowboys are finally addressed? This year, they've taken two free agent safeties how does that make you feel it's a step in the right direction that's yes. for sure yeah. um we still don't I mean are we going to get the uh, are we going to get the Malik Hooker that came out in his stellar like rookie season because mm-hmm. we, we knew we kind of slightly deteriorated but that's mainly because of injuries and stuff like that. but yeah. still though the potential is there he could make he, he, like the guys and like when, when he's in his best day he's an absolute ball hawk man so mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm happy about it, the fact that we're actually addressing a position that's been neglected for so long. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to really comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Gray. I know you like to talk safeties. I do like to talk safeties, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's one of the enigmas that we have to go through. I just wonder mm. if there's a little bit of um, contract situation around sending them now. Like, he, he actually wanted to get into a team... Um, during training camp, rather than join somebody in, in the regular season, yeah. um, maybe his maybe his contract demands have come down a little bit, just so he can get get on a, onto a roster. It um, could be that too. And yeah, they've, they've aligned just just nicely. They're they're happy with the injury history. Um, didn't play that much for the Colts last year, but that's down to injury. So yeah. again, when you're when you're not um, when you're not going after the Pro Bowlers at safety, you. You kind of have to deal with injury history and all that kind of stuff. That's why these guys aren't um, sought after on day one yeah. of uh, free agency. So if we can keep him healthy and if he can get on the field, then I can't wait to see him uh, because he's a well-recognised name and we need all the help we can get at the safety position. I mean, just, just to add on top of that, I'm just looking at his stats like, to the end of 2020. Total yeah. 124 tackles, 11 pass deflections, mm-hmm. seven interceptions, and two fumble recoveries. I mean, yeah. that's a safety. It's doing that, mm, like, right? Like, but the, over the course of three, that I mean, that's over the course of three years. But still, that's still quite impressive when you do kind of think about it. It's something that when have we ever seen those type of numbers from a safety? 
like and, and, through the cross the spectrum, you know. Yeah, and what I always say when it comes to safeties is it's always it's very much like defensive tackles, like your three and your one tacks. It's what you don't see on the statistic sheets that are most important with them. Um, I can see you not in their tech, so you know where I'm coming from. It, it's because it's kind of like a little bit of a selfless position where. Exactly. Yeah, the the Byron Jones is a good example to go back mm. to. People complain about he didn't get interceptions, you know, not many tackles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's shutting things down. <laughs> exactly. Like, like I, I, that's a, as a Bruin example, Mike, because like I always thought like Byron should always be in the corner, but when he was moved back to corner, he saw the difference. Like, nobody wanted to pass in his direction. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my. But it's the reason Chris he keeps shutting out wide receivers. So there, there's yeah. no need for him making all these big massive plays if he's canceling out all these wide receivers and just killing plays. So there you go. That's yeah. what you want. It, it doesn't show up on the stat sheet sometimes, you know, the important ones. But and, give me, and, give me... And, and so just to add on top of that, but you know what it makes makes a great cornerbacks by doing that? Great D line, getting stats. Mm. Yeah. Getting to the quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. He's still only yeah. 25 as well. I know. Uh, former former first round pick, so the pedigree's there. If he yeah. can shake, if he can shake the injuries, then we might have a find on our hands, definitely. Now that is it. Because uh, go on, Tuck. Uh, before we get into his history, what what was it? Well, I I know you're excited, but <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the, the hooker signing? I'm a, I'm extremely excited for bringing in Malik Hooker. If you follow me on Twitter at jtuck one five. I was tweeting Malik, Malik Hooker like, hey man, come join us. Like I sent him a message like three days prior before the news kind of broke. Like come join us. And you know, I think you know from all Cowboys fans' perspective, we've been wanting a safety for so long. Now, Demonte Casey, <laughs> he's decent in his own right, but I still wasn't feeling comfortable, you know, especially with him coming off the injuries. And I know that in the offseason, yeah. they had the conversations between Casey or Hooker. So I think that Casey's medicals checked out a lot better than Hooker's. But when you're looking at just a pure player perspective, who can really change the impact of a game, yes. Hooker is that guy. And I feel like Stephen Jones, he got what he wanted, a low investment with a great upside. And I feel like Malik Hooker yeah. is definitely that investment because if he turns out to be what he was, pre-injuries well even right now just coming off the injury we've upgraded safety position drastically but if he turns out to be what he was just in 2019 that's a huge boost for our defense and if you think about the dan quinn scheme we run a lot of cover three a lot of single high safety and with these younger corners you want a guy back there that's who's aware of what's going on who can actually change the game and now quarterbacks have to be aware of who's back there right because last year you had Xavier Woods, and I doubt many quarterbacks are like, oh, we got Xavier Woods back there. Like, whatever. So <laughs> run the play yeah. as, as thick. So, but now that you have Malik Hooker and also Demonte Casey back there, you have to be semi-aware of what's going on in the secondary, which can change things a lot. So I'm I'm excited about bringing Malik Hooker. I was kind of waiting for the ink was officially dry. That's why I was getting excited about it, because I'm like, Stephen Jones has the opportunity to kind of blow this away. Um, but once mm-hmm. he's signed, man, I'm excited to see him coming out there. And the fact that he's wearing the number that he's wearing, you know, yeah, Cowboys fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Don in the twenty-eight. Yeah, we did post that. Yeah, very, very early. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the things uh, that I was looking at. Um, but I mean, like, it is quite ironic that one of the things I noticed was from the very first day of camp, uh, and the Cowboys are out there, they're running drills. Offense, we're having day one and day two, pretty much a field day. 
And straight away, from the first day of camp, you were getting reports of Malik Hooker's in town. You know, mm-hmm. he he's being interviewed and he's getting mm-hmm. medical checks. And it, it is kind of funky. But I And I'm going to wheel back to KZ because it's quite funny how it worked out. But... Um, I, I suppose I'll ask. I'll ask our very special guest first. What mm-hmm. is it uh, that is his best traits? If you go, uh, you look at what he's done so far in the NFL and college as well. What are the mm-hmm. best things that he does so well? His yeah, positive. I think I think that the thing that Malik Hooker brings to this Dallas Cowboys defense is he's great in space, sideline to sideline. He can also yeah. come down and make tackles as well. Um, but also, he's just a playmaker. He's just a natural football player. I feel like what we've been missing yeah. for so long, especially with the safety positions, is people who have ball awareness. All right, ball's in the air. Mm. Go track it down. Go get it. Go make a play. We necessarily didn't have that with Xavier Woods and also um, Darian Thompson, who's still on the roster. Or I don't know. Um, but we just didn't <laughs> kind of have those guys back there for so long. And so what Malik Hooker brings is just natural football instincts in that safety position. And like you said, Graham, he's so young, he's only 25. And so he can really turn out to be one of those corner central guys that we can add to this defense who can be a cowboy for quite some time. So we have to see how things work out. Like I said, but if the injury shapes out and he's a, you know, still himself in 2019 pre-injury, we got a dang good steal by bringing Malik Hooker in um, for a safety position. Yeah, and and again, another former first round. Uh, Dan Quinn really seems to enjoy them. But yeah, I, I, I like what you were saying. The instincts are there. That was the mm-hmm. big thing. Um, right. I, I forget yeah, yeah, even, who even he was them. with. Who was he with before uh, Ohio yeah. State? Uh, I'll tell you right now. He was uh, with... Not Akron. No, he was... Oh, God. This is really annoying. It's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> ah, it's hitting my brain. Right. Anyway, he exploded on the yeah. scene there. Uh, but yeah. it was his instincts there. But the big one for me as well that I love is his change of direction. But the big one mm. is how he can contort his body in the air. Like, you know, like them circus reel interceptions that you see. If you go to his, his highlight reel and you see the interceptions, you see him manipulating his body in the air, the body control and the way he moves. I mean, it's almost unhuman. Uh, I mean, I completely love it. The, the circus style catches are what yeah. pop out straight away. And you need, uh, but you what need about, that out there. You need that. Uh, yeah. There. And I think the big thing for, for Cowboys fans as well is that all we've been asking for is for a safety. We haven't even been asking mm-hmm. for a great safety, just an adequate one. Nothing wrong <laughs> with Jeff Heath, by the way. Jeff Heath, mm-hmm. totally fine. Uh, <laughs> before, but yeah, before we go down there, there was nothing wrong with Barry either. But you just mm-hmm. think that, like, we've just been sort of picking at the bone with things. Uh, mm-hmm. And Cowboys fans are going, look, if the D-line's not great, give us great defensive backs. Work mm-hmm. something out. And it, it doesn't seem to have worked out that way yet. But hopefully with Kazee and with Hooker, we'll get, you know, you're, you're hoping from if if both or at least one to catch lightning in the bottle there. Um, exactly. Is, th- is there anything that concerns you with um, some of his style of play? Because he can be quite handsy, uh, if you like, uh, um, raising flags and penalties. That's the big thing I noticed in his tackling skills, a lot of arm tackles. Any of that concerning to you guys? Well, considering last season there was non-stop for any or the other players that was on the field, so it makes no difference. <laughs> makes, makes no goddamn difference right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's one yeah. way to look at it, mate. 
Even if even if he's doing an arm tackle, that means he's somewhere around the play. That's that's an upgrade right there. So. <laughs> no, I, you, I, I don't. Wait, wait, wait. Are, are you are you seeing arm tackle like a clothesline? He's going to be in the vicinity, right? I, and, I, and I feel like Cowboys fans, we will not have. Uh, you know, you can't go a hundred percent, hundred percent of the time with Malik Cooper type comments. So that's an upgrade yeah. there. But I feel like you know, even the hands approach. You know, sometimes the arm tackle that's going to be what Dan can. Also, you know, with Witt and some of the coaching staff are going to work on. So there's always going to be things you can fix with, you know, any play, offense or defensively. So I feel like once Dan Quinn's able to bring this guy in-house and, you know, he puts pads on out there, they're going to work to clean some of those things up. But I'm not concerned personally. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what – I mean, the, the big one for me as well, and I'll let you guys speak on this, is the injury concerns, though. Uh, so Achilles last year, he got injured the year before and he's had issues with, I, I believe it was rotator cuff. I might be wrong, but he had injuries in college as well. Any of this concerning to you guys, especially for the defensive back position when you're talking feet and Achilles? It's got to be. It's got, I mean, that I, for me, that's the main reason why he has only just signed for the team this year. Um, mm-hmm. the, we've gone through pretty much the whole of, free agency and the draft yeah. and he hasn't it hasn't been snapped up by a team there's obviously mm-hmm. down there um but i think there must be something to do with the contract situation as well as the 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 physical situation because um he, I, I think he's signed now because he has to go on he has he wants onto a team by training camp um yeah but if if there were no injury concerns he would have he would have signed for somebody in March, you know it, it would have it would have happened. So to get to get him on the deal that we presumably got him on, which will be relatively team friendly, there's got to be a reason for that, and it is the injury. That's that's but that's just what we have to we have to roll the dice with. Well, just yeah. to kind of just to think in that perspective as well, it wasn't Malik's initial rookie contract like a four year contract? He was initially cut. Was it? Is that right? So they're like so. I'm, the reason I'm kind of, the reason I'm kind of saying that is like, like rather than just finishing off your rookie contract and then go over a bit because there was the injury concerns from Indianapolis. That's why yeah. they actually were saving more. So I think what you're now saying, now, Graham, having a team friendly deal, like I think there's a, a lot of it is all down to this injury, like yeah. the injury concerns. So I suppose. Yeah, My understanding is that the Colts didn't take his fifth year option. Um, yeah, I think, I think yeah. the fifth year option had started by then. That that came out um, by the time he was he was playing. So um, they always have concerns. They've decided to move on from Booker. Hopefully, hopefully for us, that's a huge mistake. Um, but there's only one way to find out is by keeping him healthy mm. and keeping him on the field. So hopefully, yeah. he, he gives us. I yeah, sorry. Sorry, when I said fuck yeah, I mean fourth year, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I think whenever you're dealing with an Achilles, especially for a player who's depending on lateral movement, there has to be some hesitation, which could be the yeah. reason why we're just signing him right now. But from a Cowboys mm-hmm. perspective, I feel like now since we have kind of both of what we went after with you know um Hooker and also KZ back there, we have an insurance policy in case something goes wrong with either or. So like I said it's really uh, you know. A minimal invest that Cowboys made by getting Malik Hooker, especially right now, versus if they were to sign him, you know, back in March or earlier on. And so I feel like right now he wants to kind of prove himself, 
you know, earn his 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 next contract. So we'll definitely see how that works out. But with Achilles, you just never know because sometimes it could be just a simple, you know, you're walking, your Achilles might just pop the wrong way. And so you definitely have to be yeah. aware of that. But we do we do have an insurance policy at least this year with KZ. Because I know and I know Paul was on the draft show with us in the game. We wanted a safety in the draft and trade on more. We let the Raiders go. Oh yeah. We want to we'll take more of like so bad. So at least you know Cowboys Nation we finally got a point across that we need to address the safety positions. I feel like you know Stephen Jones in the front office they really understand that we need to bring in a safety. Now watching camp earlier on I saw a lot of rotation, whether it was uh, KZ or you had J. Ron Curse out there. And then we also drafted Mukwamu. I'm not sure if you guys seen him, but he looks huge in pass. Like, he looks like a giant compared to most safeties. And so, you know, I think that (laughs) we're going to have some of these guys in kind of rotation, but we do have some insurance policies in case that Malik Cooker doesn't work out Mm injury-wise. But I'm I'm optimistic that he will. So, knock on wood. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, they are some very decent signs. We're going to keep a close eye because it. I think at this stage with uh, Malik Hooker, they're going to be taking things slow, taking things um, easy you know, yeah. on him. Go on, yeah. Just to add something to the top of it, I know I may be jumping shit, but, but it's... Yeah, uh, go for it. DG Dodd actually made a really good, interesting problem. We're in, a, we're in a similar situation when it comes to LVE right now. You're right. No, uh, because, yeah. because of his neck. So... It's like mm-hmm. what the Colts did with hookers, like just it makes us kind of think. I'm just kind of spitballing it out there, so sorry. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. It is a good point. And we will get to LVE because I have a, a, a take mm. on him. But let's look, guys, so far at players that have stood out to you on offense. Because so far it's been a split camp. At the start of it, it seemed to be the offense were running wild. Lately, in the last two days, the defense have fired. I mean, they're coming out of the block. Big thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but I want to start at the very top. A guy who I think is going to feature very heavily in Hard Knocks, featuring Dallas Cowboys this year, uh, the one and only. Um, so the guy who's standing out the most to me at the moment and seems to be Dak's new safety blanket, C.D. Lamb. This guy is just a pure mm-hmm. highlight machine. Anybody want to go on the CD Lamb narrative right now? Because there's just so much called to it, talk about. Called it last week. Called it last week. No concerns <laughs> over CD Lamb. No sophomore slump. The guy looks like a linebacker, and I absolutely love it. Everything I said about when we drafted CD Lamb, I am yeah. eating that with humble pie for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. You were you was quite unhappy with the pick. I do remember. I was originally. Oh been... man, Paul, oh, Paul. No, no uh, but, 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 oh, yeah. but, 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 but listen, like, like originally, I was so like, we need a defensive lineman. I was, I'm just, see, because I'm a yeah. pure defensive guy. I said we need defense. Like we've already got, Ga- we've already had Cooper, we already had Rod Gallup, so we don't need a wide receiver. But by God, oofed, oofed, oofed. Like I didn't realize the sort of stuff he can do and the dynamics of what Lamb can bring to the table. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so, I, I, I tell you something. Two things I can absolutely guarantee will be on hard knocks with CD Lamb. Um, I don't know if you've seen it as well. Tech was. Um, they were throwing balls at CD and he was sort of like catching them with one hand and throwing them up and then catching them with the next. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember, there was another player that tried to do it and couldn't quite do it, um, was messing (laughs) himself up. But there was a big one that is 
definitely going to be on there. C.D. Lamb with a circus deep field catch against Reggie Robinson, oh, and they got into it. It's like the backhand yeah. catch. Yeah, oh yeah, and him and him and Robinson. Yeah, they had a bit of a, a an argument on whether it was uh, pass interference, but yeah, there was a bit of a not not <laughs> yeah, it's a, a fight. Tomato, like who cares? Like, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, guys, if you just want to hear any particular highlight with CD Lamb right now, because uh, I, I mean, like it used to be, Jason Witten was Romo's safety blanket, and when Jason Witten was with Dak, Jason Witten was Dak's safety blanket. It seems to be now that shifted to CD Lamb, and I mentioned back in our positional series, I wanted to see this year CD Lamb be the dog. Want to be that alpha because that's mm. what he's supposed to be. He was the he was the alpha wide receiver in that draft. Now I want to seem to be that in this team. Do you think that's starting to expose itself now? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like I said, man, if if we were out here in Vegas last year when we drafted C Lamb, I'd probably still be out there swimming the Bellagio water. <laughs> man, I you know I I was one of those guys. I said last year, you know, in the draft, like my very first video on my channel was me predicting yeah. the Cowboys draft in CeeDee Lamb. So I was high on CeeDee Lamb last year, kind of how <laughs> I was on pitch this year, man. But CeeDee Lamb is just different. You know, I call it a flag for us. I said CeeDee Lamb's a top five wide receiver the moment the Cowboys draft him because he can yeah. do so much. And then what you're kind of seeing right now is him starting to emerge. Because he didn't have a preseason camp last year. He didn't have preseason OTS. You know, you were trying to see him like that last year. So yeah. he's starting to emerge. Mm-hmm. You see his body, man. He's starting to grow. And then the one thing I really say about CeeDee Lamb, and he said this in his interview the other day on 105 through the fan, like who's been the most uh, influential as far as his career is concerned since he's been here in Dallas. And he said the other 88, Des Bryant, like Des Bryant mm-hmm. kind of took him under the wing. And so I think Mike, when you kind of asked that question about him emerging to the alpha, I think yeah. that Des is starting to push that, like, hey, you're 88. You're, you know, you're part of a, you know, a historical bloodline here in Dallas. Go be that guy. And I always Man. compare City Lamb to kind of like, if you ever watched the cartoon show, The Incredible, he's kind of like Jack-Jack. Like, last year, he was just a baby, but he didn't know how powerful he really is. And I said, this year, he's going to look around the field and feel like, I'm one of the most powerful players out here on this field right now and completely take over. So I'm a thousand percent in on City Lamb. I was last year. I had him as a number one wide receiver. I had him as this year and moving so on. See the Lamb is just a different type of player that we have here on his offense. And so when you see – and then you, you see, you saw when he made the catch, he, he didn't act surprised. He didn't celebrate. He's just like, oh, just like – yeah. yeah. It just shrugged, yeah. shrugged the shoulders. <laughs> it's like, nah, whatever. Yeah, it's a catch. Yeah, yeah one-headed one, one catch, toe tap. It is what it is. Let's go run the next play. And, like, that's the great thing that City Lamb brings to his offense, man. So I'm definitely ecstatic about City Lamb. He's my, he's my favorite player on the roster, actually. Yeah. And what you can't forget as well – is his role in punt returns. I think they're using him on punt returns the way he's looking. <laughs> now, See, that's, that, where that, that, that's where I'll throw up the X and, like, get CeeDee Lamb off of punt returns. Yeah. yeah I'm going back yeah. and forth. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Talk, talk, I totally it's, agree. It's never good having your, your first-round receiver on punt returns. <laughs> yeah, no, what, not at all. But what, what I will say... Um, they ran a drill. It was either yesterday or today. They ran a drill called the bad ball drill, mm, where mm-hmm. the the ball is thrown around the receiver's knee, and Ceedee Lamb's hands just look so natural. He made it <laughs> so simple, as if you know, as if it was around the numbers. The ball was coming at him. He just, I mean, 
is it too early to say that CD Lamb has the best hands on the team? Is that getting carried away? Because I don't no. think it is. Uh, no, no, it's not carried away. No. I think it's, he, I think he, it's a natural fact. He, he had said that last year that when he trains, he makes sure that his quarterback, wherever he's training with, throws worst balls possible. Like, how can I get that job? I get those bad balls. But they throw, like, bad balls because <laughs> it, it comes, like, second nature where he can catch these balls. So you saw the play last year versus Minnesota when he twisted his body. Like, I, I've never seen oh. a receiver do that. You know, as much as everyone was talking about the ODL catch, I'm like, I still don't know how CeeDee Lamb caught that pass last yeah. year against, uh, against against the Vikings, but he practices it. He sort of comes like muscle memory for him. So, you know, Graham mentioned bad balls. Like, he's used to that, catching low balls, catching high balls, a variety of different things. And he spoke on what he wanted to focus on this year, which is yards after the catch. And that's why he wanted to put on more size and more strength so he can break tackles and so on. Oh, yeah. I'm all in on CD going to the season. Because that, that's a really good point as well on his size and his shape. Because he mm-hmm. is in shape. Yeah. It's no longer a wee twig anymore. He's, he's definitely filled out a bit more. Well, even last year, he took some big hits. I was like, yeah. he got up and was just like, I'm like, okay. Like, you know, like, oh, wow. <laughs> All right, man. So, I mean, for him to put on some more size, like I said, and get a full OTAs preseason and full season under Dak Prescott, yeah, you got to be excited about what Steve Lamb's going to bring to Dallas. See, it's funny that you mentioned about, like, like, size and stuff like that, because when, when we first saw CD Lamb when he was pretty much drafted in, he kept like he was wasn't that far off than the, the frame of what John Ross was like mm-hmm. really really like really lanky but now he's really put on proper mm-hmm. size prop like he, he's filled out to be more of a pro athlete now which is yeah. what exactly what you want now and like everyone here I'm sure we all can agree I think this is going to be his coming out party this year yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. the, the alpha's coming out for sure, yeah. Oh, but I don't, I don't, I don't mind him um, doing the punts. I get the reasons why with the injuries <laughs> and all the rest of it because they can be volatile plays. But do you know what I want to do? We're all talking about how excited we are with CD Lamb. Well, just give him the ball, let yeah. him make plays. The Cowboys, believe it or not, scored a touchdown last year. Off a kickoff, it was the first time they'd done it in 11 years. That was C.D. Lamb who scored that touchdown. Yeah, he was supposed to go down, too, and he took it to the house. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he just kept going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't interrupt you. I, yeah, yeah, I would put one of these younger guys on punt return, but it's Simi Fioko, you know, Tony Pollard, somebody out there. Yes, Simi. Even with the lingering injuries of Cooper, if something, you know, Lord forbid, is happening to CD, like, I can't afford that, especially on punt return. So a lot of people on Twitter are like, you're, you're scary. Absolutely, you protect your investment. If you buy a brand new sports car, you're 100%. not helping people, you know, haul, haul moving luggage and stuff like that. Like, no, you protect your investment. And CD Lamb on punt returns, you have so many people in the house that can do the same job. I mean, heck, even boss man fat return kicks. Like, put him back there. But I'm not having yeah. CD Lamb by any means. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But talking of guys that look in trim, I want to go to the O-line. Tyrone Smith and Lyle Collins. Ooh. Ooh. Shredded. Shred. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. For, a guy, the, for guys that are supposed to be 300 pound, they do not look 300 pound. Oh, no, no. I'm about half that and I look awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Right? Well, it's funny when I posted the picture of Lyle, like, you know, a few uh, months ago when he was kind of training, you know, people were like, oh, he still looks fat. I'm like, he does not like, 
to be able to see abs <laughs> on a guy like 300 pounds, it's crazy. <laughs> and Tyron Smith but, look in incredible shape. And the play that C.D. Lamb caught, everyone like focused their eyes on the catch. But if you watch the play with Tyron Smith did to Randy Gregory, who's so got an outstanding camp, like he just pretty much slapped Randy Gregory just out the play with one oh, hand. Yeah. So it's like to have Tyron Smith back, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins – got to be excited about our offense. That was the yeah. thing I was most excited. We spoke last week about what we were most excited about. My thing was seeing the O-line back together, yeah. uh, and we've seen it. I don't want to put a damper, but I, I do still have my concerns. <laughs> I still do, because it's more that it's more who comes in in place if one of them goes down. That's the, my only concern. But I, as long as those guys, as long as Smith, Martin, Collins all stay fit, we're, 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 we're rolling. We're rolling. Never predict injuries, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had enough last year, Paul. We had enough. I'm just speaking based on year-by-year basis. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, generally, the, 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 the O-line overall has just been looking great. Even Connor McGovern <laughs> has been balling out. He's been... Uh, he looks. He looks in good shape. He's solid. He's been safe. You can Most say what you want time. about McGovern. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been all right time. so far. Connor Williams as well. Been doing some work mm. at centre. Um, we get the reasons why. I, you can totally understand, and it is very, very typical of Mike McCarthy to do that with his guards. I'm talking to Mike McCarthy. Breaking news: Aaron Rodgers resigned just now. Yeah. The also, contract negotiations. Are, 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 are trade it's like the Broncos or something. The the whole Green Bay situation is just like wow, what the hell, man? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you guys think of that divisional playoff game where we have to go to Green Bay and it's Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers? Like the NFL wants that story. It's like, fine, fine, let's up. do it. Let, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there are some battles that have been brewing, right? Um, the first one I want to touch on is the tight end position. Yeah. Dalton Schultz comes out, has an absolute stormer. Um, they did a two-minute drill, and they well, Dalton Schultz back to back, beating out Keanu Neal twice. Looked really, really good. Timing on his routes looked absolutely fantastic. Next day, they give him a rest. Blake Jarwin comes in. Absolutely blows it up. We even posted a picture of Blake Jarwin making the big catch. Yeah, yeah, that amazing catch. There's a hell of a battle. Mm -hmm. But what do you think? Who wins the battle? And how good is this for the Cowboys in terms of 12-man personnel? Because they love to run the 12. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. ahead, No, you only go talk. Only go, mate. Yeah, I, I think this is a definitely the, offensively the battle that we're all watching is Dalton Schultz versus Blake Jarwin. Now, we've yeah. all kind of been high on Blake Jarwin since he came out of Oklahoma State, but the best ability, as my guy Nix would say, is ability. He hasn't been able to stay healthy, and so mm-hmm. you're starting to see Dalton, Dalton Schultz emerge because he got a full season pretty much last year. Um, we saw him go to Kittle camp, and he was training with uh, you know, Kelsey and Kittle and like, some of those guys. And yeah. so he's starting to kind of find his footing, and last year – he did his job. I feel like, you know, going through everything we went through last year, Dalton Schultz definitely did his job as far as the Titans concerned without Dak Prescott. So, as you mentioned, going to 12 personnel to have two different dynamic uh, tight ends out there on the field at both times can really help. Um, but as far as tight end one, 
it's going to be remain to be unseen. It's going to be like, what is Keller Moore and Mike McCarthy yeah. thinking right now? I can't really. It sounds like if you're looking keeping score, that right now that um, Dalton Schultz is currently up a few points because he had a full season last year. He's off to a great start at camp. And Blake yeah. Jarwin's coming off an injury, still trying to emerge. But, you know, we'll definitely keep our eye on how that, that shapes out. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, I think uh, like Schultz is definitely has carried on what he was doing from last year straight into camp 100 percent like yeah. he's continued that moment momentum um for, for 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 blake he knows he needs to kind of come back in because he's like he knows like he's on the higher end contract in terms of being in that like, he was given that three-year contract like in, in comparison oh we just uh Oh, Tox just disappeared. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna grab my phone charger. My phone's about to die. One second, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. no, sorry. Go on. Keep, keep right, talking, Paul. Right, so, um, Christ, I was just saying there. Um, so with Jarwin, <laughs> we're being on the bigger contract. Yeah, yeah. I think he needs to. I think he knows himself. He needs to step up and still try and win the actual tight end number one spot because because he knows the season that Schultz did. With mm-hmm, yeah. what happened with Dak and the limited uh, quarterback situation, what we yeah. had as an offense, Schultz did a great job. I think overall um, to step in for Blake and and for Jarwin, like he knows he's got competition because his number two has stepped up. So both of them are kind of head and head. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the tight end position. But when you say the likes of the twelfth man, oh man. <laughs> And think of, think of the red zone, using 12-man in the red zone, where that is particularly somewhere where the Cowboys have struggled last year. They were yeah. really struggling in the red zone. Get, that, get two tight hands on there, big body targets that are both balling out. That'll solve yeah, that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Paul, Paul yeah, kind of stole my thunder a little bit. That was the point <laughs> I was going to make. Um, because this is a huge season for, for Jarwin because next year is the time when the Cowboys can save money on his contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can they can free up uh, just over four million dollars on the cap for next year, depending on how tight things are going to be. Yeah. Um, so by putting in a huge season, it will um, help keep Jarwin on his current deal because, like we said, it's it's no it's no it's no loose change that Jarwin is is making now. He mm. he was brought he was signed to be the the guy. So. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating watch uh, because mm-hmm. I fully expect Schultz to push him all the way. And like you say, if we can line up with the two tight end sets, it's going to be hugely. I mean, it, it'll be hugely beneficial for um, yeah the offense in the red zone. Um, if if they can add more options to the red zone, it will certainly help Kellen Moore. Yeah. So Graham, I, think you just, I think Graham, I think you just solved the question, right? So Stephen Jones can save money. So Jarvis Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once again, the Cowboys have developed a tight end to release into the NFL community. Yeah. It seems go. to be all that the Cowboys do. Right. <laughs> we well, just train them up to to save an extra four million dollars here. Yeah. <laughs> But the other fight that's quite interesting as well is the fourth wide receiver spot. There's a hell of a battle going on there. Um, what, what, I'll ask quickly what you guys think and make it out who it could be. Is it going to be Noah Brown? Is it going to be Cedric Wilson? Is it Malik? Who, who seems to have popped out uh, this last week, Malik Turner? Um, or do you think it could be, you know, they go down the road of Simi Fahoko? Uh, fourth wide receiver spot right now is wide open. 
I've not got a clue. <laughs> it not is so clue. tricky. It's impossible to predict. We need games. I think we need games to yeah. really to really see the, the yeah. fruits of our labour. Um, once 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 we start getting into the games, um, certainly with the the Hall of Fame game, that will certainly help clear things mm. up a little bit. Um, yeah. Not only will we get to see more of our backups and see who the backup ta- um, the backup quarterback is going to be, we'll get to see who can who can fill in because there's no there's absolutely no challenge to one, two, and three. So they're fighting for yeah. two spots basically. Mm-hmm. So the competition is going to be huge, and um, preseason will be a tasty affair. <laughs> yeah, say? yeah. I, I mean, well, what do you reckon, Tuck? Do you think that it's going to be who's the best wide receiver? Or do you think perhaps you're going to see a, the fourth wide receiver spot be taken by what? What's the most you can do? Slash, uh, Fossil getting involved. That's the hard part because I mean Noah Brown and also Turner, like Nick just said, have been out to a great start at camp. But then you have Cedric mm-hmm. Wilson, who kind of your utility guy, can do a little bit of both and also help on special teams. And so, who is also yeah. really beating the table for? Because sometimes special teams will save you. And then you also got to consider, you know, the rookie that we all brought in that a lot of us are high on when it comes to Simley Fiocco. And so that fourth wide receiver spot is really hard to tell what's the Cowboys' mentality because you look at some of the guys like you know. Um, Vasher, who we brought in, or Eagles, and some of these other guys that we brought in, you know, they kind of built that same kind of lean, tall mold. Um, yeah, you know, there's a big body, there's a big, a big target, and so were the Cowboys really thinking when it comes to wide receiver core? You know, I probably think they'll probably keep five or so, but who will yeah. be that fourth guy remains to be unseen. We'll have to watch that in preseason. But I feel like even though Noah Brown's off to a great start and also turning, I would have to give the edge to Cedric Wilson just due to special teams ability as well because we know that Bones has talked highly about special teams and the importance of it, so it remains to be unseen. Yeah, and, and Cedric has had a good camp so far. He's made some nice mm-hmm. catches. Just to add to what DJ Doll just commented there, um, I'll bring the comment back up. Um, the right receivers are... Are kind of going for a tough time, yeah. especially for the, and it's going to be like that for the next <laughs> with, with days. Darko, with Darko. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so, 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 when you put that dynamic into the day, it's really like whoever this four or five receiver is going to be, and needs to pull something out of the hat to try and make these catch un like, like catches like they're not supposed to be catched. <laughs> like, you know, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's it's going to be very interesting the next couple of days that we can without Derek participating. So, so we've absolutely ripped ripped this episode, and we haven't even got to the defense. So let's rip into it. We'll it's blast through it, which is the exciting bit. Now, last week we said, "What's everybody's thoughts on the player they want to see uh, to be the most critical?" Is what we were saying, and I said Randy Gregory. I said, if Randy Gregory has a great year, the Cowboys will have a great year. And so far, this guy is an absolute camp star. Uh, one of the, the coaches said that he's ruining camp for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, for me, this guy has shown exactly what it is. Uh, massive arm length, but he's just for his size, how low and bendy he can get. I mean, he he's even given Tyron Smith fits. Like, 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 see, here's the thing with Randy Gregory. He was projected to be a, a top five draft pick. If it wasn't yeah. for, the, for the if it wasn't for the whole um, drug issues, issue, yeah, 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 like, yeah. like 
and whatever and that. Like this is his first ever proper training camp since he's been yeah. with the Cowboys in what yeah. five five years. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, about five years. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, and this is him getting his first proper, like, starting from OTA straight to training camp. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're seeing a difference, like, of him just, just coming on the field after suspension, whatever, and that. Like, like mm-hmm. even at that, Greggy, when, when Greg, like, I'll take the, this one game exa- as an example. When we played Tampa Bay a couple of years ago, and they absolutely destroyed James Winston, and that was yes. his first, first game back. And you saw the impact he can do, and that's him without a train cap. Can you imagine? And we're seeing it right now what he is doing to like Tyron Smith. He's making him pissed off, which I'm loving, by the <laughs> way. I'm loving it, right? Yeah, right. So it helps elevate the O line and helps elevate the D line. So that's all good. I'm happy with that, but but. But for for Gregory, like he is getting there. He is get like this is the. I would the, say the, he's there. Uh huh. And, and I, I'm excited to see him actually going it up against like in a preseason game just to get one of those couple of reps. This just to see he, he the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, here's one for you. With him doing so well in camp, would you want to pull the trigger early and re-sign him now? I think we uh, should because. Uh, yeah. Because mind the whole talk about oh who was the guy that we signed last year? Um, had the first four that a uh, oh god I can't even remember his Alden name Smith. now. Alden Smith. Smith. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Mind, mind there was the whole talk. Oh, we should get him to a long term contract. Then after like game five, he completely faded away, and now look what happened. So, but with Gregory, I think that's a completely different circumstances. Like, right. and and I think we can get him in a more team friendly deal because we stuck. We stuck our neck out for him all these years. I think mm, he right. can actually say, "It's like thank you for putting so much faith in me." I all want right. to do is play football, and I think they can just come up to a really more team friendly deal in that circumstance, a more longer term deal, especially for that. Yeah, I I agree, Paul. And plus, what you don't want to back yourself into the corner is going through another Robert Quinn situation because you know we've spoken about it frequently on my show and also on the Star Game show. Yeah, that, you know what mm. what's Dan Quinn's scheme? It's going to be a lot shifting towards the Marcus Lawrence. And so Randy Gregory is going to get a lot of one-on-one opportunities, which could equal yeah. a lot of sacks. And so if he has a 14-15 sack season, there's going to be teams out there that's wanting to toss money his way, which the Cowboys might not be willing to match. And so you want to get the deal done right now. As you mentioned, Paul, get a friendly deal. Oh. Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, we've invested with you. All these suspensions we set by your side. That has to be worth some type of value. So I would definitely try to get something done yeah. now when it comes to Randy Gregory. You, you just said something that I think is, is very important here. Like we all talked about a D Law was getting double team and stuff like that. But it's because we've like we we did have that Quinn at one side and he was getting the production as well. And there was that like was it two seasons ago? Yeah, it was two seasons ago that happened. But when we've now got Gregory, when you've got that yin and yang at each mm. ends. There's no way exactly. you're going to double double team just one side of the ball. You right. need to think about you, like like we've all like now we finally have a de- a, a, a dual defensive end threat right. from the left we'll and right side of the ball. We'll sprinkle sprinkle Parsons in that mix now. Hey hey, I'm going to use your segue there. Let's talk about Parsons. This guy, this guy is the next one. This is, and I got goosebumps right now. I have goosies. Uh, when we say the word Parsons, uh, Jersey waiting in the mail. Um, I mean, look, 
this guy is just so amazing. Bet. No, um, bet. Sorry, mate. Bet. Bet. I, 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 I agree. I agree, man. I agree, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 we put an over and under on Randy Gregory uh, in the off season. We said eight and a half, and some people were saying under. And now camp, there seems to be some more people who have reinvigorated that post and going over. <laughs> but let's talk Parsons. Um, so first of all, we've seen him worked as the uh, DPR. They've been using him uh, off the edge, but also as a traditional offline uh, off ball linebacker. Um, this guy works so hard. Uh, day one at camp, they had to slow him down. They were like, "Listen, you got to slow down." Whether it's the work he was doing, but they also wear, you know, the monitors and all the rest of it. So whether it's from that, I'm not sure. Uh, the thing that stood out to me the most, though, uh, and I'm not sure if you guys have seen this, this story, he worked one on one individually with Tyron Smith, and Tyron mm -hmm. Smith showing him little tweaks, little tips, and he was getting it at the end. And you've seen a very proud Tyron Smith, and mm -hmm. I, I mean, guys. We were talking about C.D. Lamb being, um, you know, a highlight reel. Let's talk about the defensive side. Randy Gregory for sure, but Parsons, mm -hmm. <laughs> hit me with it. Your favourite Parsons moments in camp so far. Hit me with it. When he ripped off the edge for a sack. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought we were looking at Ryan Shazier. So, <laughs> so fast off the line. Um, yeah, incredible. To be, able, to be able to bring somebody from, from deep. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to get carried away, but there was a flash of Demarcus Lawrence in there as well, coming off the edge. Um, yeah. So I know that's not the system we're going to run, but it just seemed to be, you know, somebody coming from deep. I don't think we've had that for a while, um, unless you're 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 sending uh, the odd linebacker and the odd blitz. But um, yeah, his his pace is incredible. Yeah. If, if there's two things I want, it's no particular player, but it's just what obsess, uh, assessing what Parsons is bringing to the table. One is his ability to get off blocks. Mm -hmm. That is one of the things I noticed straight off the bat. And there was one play in particular, and I think it was uh, a run play with Zeke. It was uh, going off to the... So, I think it was going to the left anyway, but basically he was blocked up. He managed to get off the block, but it was his lateral movement to go in pursuit after Zeke after that. I'm like, wow. And he really had, and he had, and he closed this, managed to catch up and close the space without him gaming up those extra yards. And that, that and people say, I uh, may you know, made a tackle, but still, you limit the, our star running back from gaining more vertical uh, run to gain up those. He had actually forced him to go wide. Mm. That, so it's like that's exactly what you want. If you can limit running backs from taking those extra steps, that's the step in the right direction as well. So I am loving what Parsons is bringing to the table, and but so what you far, said, yeah. and what you said as well, it's like him coming off the edge. Jesus, Jesus, screaming! Give it to us. He screams off the edge. There was a play. I think mm. it was a second day of camp. And honestly, yeah. if this was a real game, Dak Prescott might still be laid out there on the field because he came hauling off that edge, man, and the, how fast he comes off of the velocity. Because people don't understand, like, Micah Parsons was a running back, too. Like, he's played running back. He's played defensive end. He's just a pure athlete. And so that's why you're seeing Dan Quinn utilize him in so many different ways. We've seen him mm -hmm. running up in, you know, in the scene routes with C.D. Lamb in, in coverage. We've seen him playing defensive tackle, defensive end, outside linebacker, middle linebacker. Yeah. He's just a weapon of mass destruction. 
And what I like the most about Micah Parsons is he has a competitive spirit and a will to learn. You see him after practicing, working with Tyron Smith, but also, again, Quinn, wanting to learn. Um, you know, there's a whole conversation about him and Coop going through the whole the chess matchup. They said he brought, like, I think it was, like, Connect Four or Checkers or something. He's like, I bet you can't beat me in this. Like, he just wants to win at all costs. Like, <laughs> I feel like from the Cowboys' standpoint, we really just haven't had a freakish athlete defensively in quite some time, man. And I feel yeah, like he's yeah. going to be out there. We spoke about Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence. Now you have to know where this kid is on the field. I feel like Dan Quinn, initially earlier on, is going to simplify things. Just go get Tom Brady. That's it. Don't worry about anything else. Go get Tom Brady. Put him on his back. And I feel like Micah Parsons is more than people are doing that. So I'm excited about Michael, Micah Parsons, man. Parsons gang, man. We're here. <laughs> hey, and what, what, something you can't deny either, and I'll let you kick in now, Paul, is that he isn't that bad either at pass coverage. Oh, yeah, he got, he, he got an interception as well. Exactly. Yeah, That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yes, uh, very well, yep. Well, what yeah. I, say? I was like, Tug, you need to send me one of those T-shirts for sure. But just kind of like kind of not going back to my first point in terms of like getting off the box, but has anyone seen the video of just the, the drills that we're doing for the linebackers? You just jam up the, the dummy. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Right. When you compare each linebacker, like say Bandaresh and Jalen, when yeah. you see Parsons doing it, it's with pure power and aggression. Energy. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's like he's got a point to prove. Right. It's not so much a, it's not, it's not a point to prove. I don't think it's a point to prove. It's just him naturally, how mm, okay. explosive it is. Like, mm. I, I mean, you've seen Jalen, he's, he's barely like he's, he's lifting up, yeah, and getting away, but it's not as snappy as you expect. Right. But when you see yeah, yeah. Micah Parsons doing it, you're like, jeez. Yeah, he's a football player. Like, like him and Randy Gregory, they're the kind of people that they don't have to stretch or warm up. You just toss them out there on the football field and they can just make plays naturally. Like, Micah Parsons has those instincts where he can just use his athleticism and just make things happen. Micah Parsons is what Jalen Smith was supposed to be prior to the injury. Just a natural game changer. And that's yeah. why I'm speaking about him in draft. Like, if you want a, a traditional war daddy, an impact thing, well, Micah Parsons is your guy by far. So, I'm yeah. excited. I've, well, I've got go one on, for Mike. On, uh, on, Mike, earlier on in the in the draft process, you weren't sure about Parsons being so high. <laughs> <laughs> has has no. that been put to bed? I just so said that I didn't have a problem drafting him. I just have a problem with drafting a like a Sam linebacker yeah. with a but top right, The way yeah. the Cowboys are going to yeah, use yeah. him, are you an awful lot? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, 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 definitely. Because right. he's the he's he is a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, he will be right. the Swiss he, Army knife of the team. He's a great consolation prize. I know, I know, I know. And like, yeah. Stephen Jones even said this. They wanted those two cards, one and two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like all right to, to still walk out of that draft and get Michael Parsons. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. If you're not going to build the back, build the front. Yeah, and exactly. another good place to 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 go on to the side of that is LVE. That guy mm. at will linebacker is looking natural. I mean, mm. he's going sideline to sideline, flowing to the ball. I know that this is camp, and you know it's not full contact and all the rest of it, which is the panic with LVE. Yeah. Is come mm. week one, and he takes that first hit or makes that first tackle but in terms of what he's doing as a will linebacker man that that is built for him he's been yeah. absolutely perfect there so far and everywhere the the runner's been he's been exactly where he's needed to be yeah well, he's in a contract yeah 
your options so he's he has been officially put on notice so you're you hope i mean we're getting the reaction that we wanted the only problem is if he has a storming season <laughs> we, yeah. we, we then need to go and get the deal done <laughs> another deal mm. I mean, I mean, there's that as well, but I'm just kind of happy that he's actually been put more back to where he was back in his rookie season. I don't know why he was kind of shifted about in the first place, because I don't know if it's just maybe because the rotation and the injuries and stuff like that with Sean Lee and whatever and that from year two and year three, year four. Well, this is year four now, sorry. Um, yeah. But, but I'm just glad he's now back to that, because if that's one thing that we loved the most, and I can't remember what game it was, like he managed to bring down an offensive tackle and the running back. I think it was, I can't recall what game it was, but either way, but it was his lateral movement. And it's what you just said. No, he's, he's, that's what flowing. he's really he's flowing, he's yeah. flowing, yeah. That's and, what you want. Yeah. And for me so far, I still don't know, but I tell me what you guys think of this list. For me so far, my official starters, and because the rest of the defense is still all up for grabs, I got Randy Gregory, Trayvon Diggs, Demarcus Lawrence, obviously, um, and Micah Parsons. At the moment, everything else is still up for grabs. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would say for the most part. I, mean, I think Brent Urban probably be one of those guys you could probably talk yes, about yeah, yes. possibly because he's having a great camp, and you know, Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy have spoken highly about him. But you know, I think that you know, the conversation between Osa and Gallimore, you know, so there's some of these guys there's there's that little scent of uh, competition, but question mark, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the but for the linebackers' position, that's what I've been wanting personally. You know, someone who played linebacker before is like more competition. I think. Last year, you kind of just knew Jalen Smith, uh, LVE, and Sean Lee, that's, that's all we had, right? And so right now, yeah. you know, as Graham mentioned, if you're going to a contract season, they did not sign you for an extension. They brought in a whole full of linebackers. Like, you're really going to have to fight for your reps when it comes to, to, to making an impact when it comes defensively because we all got Keanu Neal out there. We got Real Cox out there. You know, we have so many yeah. of these players in the linebacker position. So I think that LVE is a true competitor, and he knows what's going on right now. And that's why you're kind of seeing him kind of flash early in camp because every opportunity is an opportunity to make sure you're going to be out there on the field on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, the, moving on to the, the defensive backs, uh, and we will back to the defensive line if we've got time because we're, we're shooting into long hours here. <laughs> Not quite 24, so, but we're moving so, in. So, uh, no, no more 24 hours streams. It's only on draft time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't Last be doing that we'll again. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's where you came into play, mate. We needed oh, you. Yeah. You came in just at the right time. Uh, but let's look at the defensive backs. So, first of all, Trayvon Diggs, looking great, looking like the cornerback one. No arguments there. Getting hands on the ball, interceptions, just looking brilliant. The one I noticed was, and funnily enough, it was the day the Cowboys signed Hooker, uh, was Kazee. Uh, goes into, they were doing some drills, and the first thing I noticed, which shows you the mentality, the intelligence here, that they were in they, they were in cover three, and I think it was a cover three buzz. So they switched the, the safety and linebacker role in the cover drill, and he got the interception. But in order to do it, there was a player coming in on a slant. I think it might have been Schultz, but he had to time that perfectly, and he even got a thumbs up from Dak. 
Uh, I think Casey, he's not looking bad. He's looking all right so far. But for me, Kelvin Joseph, we've seen him. Man, all I've got to say um, is with a capital smooth, he is smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing about Kelvin Joseph coming in, into the draft and also this season is that he's just a natural, smooth, pure athlete. Oh, like wow. he's an athlete, and so it's just really just going to be how does he fit because he's had a great camp thus far, and then also Nation Rice also had a great camp thus far. So that cornerback yeah. two position is going to be the position we definitely got to keep an eye on. And Anthony Brown's played decent as well, so you know you just don't know who is actually going to win that job. Which remains yeah. unseen. I think it's the same thing going into like the tight end position. It's like there's a battle, which is which is good because we never really have competition when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, especially defensively. So, yeah, and especially yeah. somebody as smooth as Kelvin Joseph. Go on, Gray. Uh, I'll come yeah. back to him in a minute. Huge, hugely important that we we managed to hit on our corners that we took in the draft, mm. and I think the early the early sample sizes that we have, we have got some talent in the door. Um, I just want to make sure we're all on airplane mode. Just ah, to make sure. Love and airplane mode. They're, 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 they're coming up with their, lead, their, their Legion of Boom type name. Like, <laughs> airplane mode is, is looking good. Is um, the name, yeah. We haven't had um, Jordan Lewis for a couple of days, and I think yeah. that's uh, helping Anthony, Anthony Brown get reps on. Uh, uh, the slot I've seen, I think he's he's played a little bit in there. So yeah, um, we saw big days from Nishan Wright. Um, Boschman Sack has been in there as well. It's oh, Boschman Fat, sorry, has been in there as well. <laughs> so um, it's it's hugely hugely encouraging uh, when you consider the issues that we had um, from the secondary last year um, to go and hit on the the, t- the guys we've taken. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's camp, but we haven't we haven't played anything live yet, but it looks good so far. No, what what is good with with Kelvin Joseph? What you're seeing is uh, I can't remember who he was up against. Uh, it might have been Malik Turner, and he tried to double move him, and he just did not bite at all. He did. He knew what was coming, and you could see the hip movement, and he's just so low, sinking and backpedaling. And you you just watch and you're like, Matt, that is just smooth and. He, they were even running Noah Brown, who we know is quite fast. They were sticking right. him on nine routes against him, and it just was not working. Every time yeah. Kelvin Joseph backpedaling, he was on top of it. I like that. <laughs> that's that's we need a T-shirt. That's, that's, a, that's a T-shirt. Jen's that's a T-shirt. That. <laughs> but the, the only other guy I want to talk about, and then we can wrap things up, a guy who's snuck completely under the radar, and I even had to go in, uh, back and check on him. A guy who's having back-to-back storming camp days is Maurice Kennedy. I was just about to say him. Yes. Man, yeah. interceptions yeah. everywhere. Guy, well, I mean, what do you guys who... know about him? I, I I know hardly anything. I had to go back today and check. A guy yeah, I, I thought... Go ahead. Well, a guy I thought he was going to get cut in the camp originally. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's made a statement, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I Maurice Kennedy, I think he, he came from Baltimore, but he was supposed to have, you know, slight impact yeah. last year, but he was an opt-out, opt-out guy due to COVID. So he kind of has, right. he's kind of like that veteran guy, though he's still kind of green as far as the product's concerned, but mm-hmm. he has upside ability with him. So 
that's someone you definitely have to keep consideration because, you know, flashing already early in camp. Because I feel like going into week one, you're going to play against Tom Brady and that great wide receiver core. You're going to need yeah. some players out there who knows what's <laughs> going on. You can't just throw, you know, Mason Wright, Bossman, Fatten, Trayvon Diggs out there versus Tom Brady. That's going to be a free lunch and a lot of cannons firing off. So I feel like you're going to have to have some type of veteran guy out there. And I feel like Canada can be that guy. I know there's also conversations about Reggie Robinson, but I would definitely keep an eye on Kennedy and how this whole secondary cornerback position is going to work because they can also get out of Anthony Brown's contract and save a few dollars with Stephen Jones' lives. And so who's going to be those core guys remains to be unseen. But I think Kennedy is off to a great start as well. He's yeah, absolutely flying. The message mm-hmm. we constantly hear on Hard Knocks is that you're you're not just auditioning for your own team, you're auditioning for everybody else. Exactly. So if, if Kennedy can flash, even in, in pre, a couple of preseason games, somebody gets an injury on, in their secondary, they could pick him. Even, even if he only makes the practice squad, somebody could easily pick up Kennedy. Um, I think mm-hmm. uh, they talk about flash, and he's certainly done it. I know today, I think it was today, it was, it was a, he picked off Ben DiNucci. It wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. that. Now, now, now the Nukies out there, there's a lot of high opportunities for defense players. <laughs> 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 I was just about to say that. Uh, but, I, I mean, look, I went back to go and check uh, on Maurice's stats. 32 games, 80 tackles, 63 completion rate, zero touchdowns, uh, and uh, he's allowed a QBR of 74. It's not bad going. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to argue with that. Um, But, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's had his share of injuries as well. Uh, As you said, Anthony Brown as well, not been bad either. Um, Had a great interception on a deep ball as well. Um, But here's a question for you, because we put a poll out this week. Who do you guys want to be cornerback to week one? And the people have spoken. I would want it to be Kelvin Joseph. I feel like with this athleticism and what he really brings, as we already mentioned, he would be the perfect candidate, but only if he's ready. I'm not ready just to give him the position because he was the second-round pick, but ideally who I would like to flash and kind of start to emerge in camp and separate himself would be Kelvin Mm -hmm. Joseph. I feel like, I mean, even though Nation Wright has the kind of physical stature and the measurements, I feel like Kelvin Joseph is from speed, athleticism, and instincts. He gets a little bit a lot more than what Nation Wright mm-hmm. can offer. So my guy would be boss man fat as you will. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. so you, what you got to think of is think about the Bucks, the wide receiver core they got. I mean, right. and Gronk as well. But go on, right. Gray. Who's your cornerback yeah. too? Yeah. I- I agree with Tuck. I think it's got to be okay. it's got to be Joseph because you only have to look back to to last year's draft. We got an absolute steal in uh, Diggs in the second round. We've taken on our second round corner this year, and they're they're obviously going to drop comparison. So um, I think Joseph needs to have a big year. So far, he's done well, and I think if he if he continues on his his current trajectory, yeah. he will end up with cornerback number two. I think. Yeah, Paul? Yeah, um, guys, I've just kind of answered that. I mean, I did have my early concerns with Joseph and that, but he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's proven so far. But whoever will be the corner week one, we don't, I'm not too sure, but okay. ho- hopefully he can actually pretty, like just continue this progression and then hopefully we will be, you know? 
I'm I'm agreeing with you guys as well, and the people at home agree. Forty five percent of the vote went to Boss Man Fat. Yeah, and to yeah. me, do you know what he reminds me of? And it's a bit of a weird way to comp. Is he reminds me of Jadobia Wuzie, the way he can stick to a wide receiver's hip, but mm-hmm. he's got that ability that for some reason Wuzie couldn't do is locate the ball. And to be able to You're gonna say the turnovers that we got from last year defensively, it's going to be key. Yeah. Like I said, you know, one of, one of my shows, the turnover margin is going to be important for this team. So protect the ball and get the ball back. We've got Prescott's hands. And I feel like the Dallas Cowboys should be perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. And then just looking at the D-line for me, Oso, Digizua, He's looking great. Um, mm-hmm. There's still a lot of questions, as you already mentioned, Tuck. You know, the, the, the three tech and the one tech. Mm-hmm. But the thing that surprised me, I don't know if you guys have seen it, Quentin Bohana, man, yeah. for a guy who's nearly 350 pounds, he's got some mobility to him. <laughs> yeah, he can move. That's a, he's a big boy. You know, there's, there was a few plays I was watching earlier on camp before the pads came on, and Quentin yeah. Bohanna was blowing things up. And so he can really have some impact as far as things are concerned, you know, on the defensive line interior, because we really never had – that quintessential like nose tech right? size, you know like, yeah. big. But, I come the fat nasties. Like we need someone who's big yeah. and nasty. And Quentin Bohan is definitely that guy. And so I definitely look for him to make the roster. I I'd be I would be shocked if Bohan does not make the roster. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I'm I, me. Yeah. I I really want Bohan to make the the squads. Like like I, like as much as I loved Antoine Woods, he's he's always going to be my boy. And like when you look at the type of uh, interior defensive tackles that we've had we've never really had one that had the, the size command that can actually mm-hmm. bulldoze his way through i think Gall- gallimore can still do that depending on what position in the uh, deep in the interior that he's positioned that you can cause some serious disruption but where's boana uh Bo- or bohana I, I can't remember how you pronounce it but bohana he, yeah. yeah but think hawaii yeah, right, right, okay then. But he's, he's going to draw the attention anyway because of what he can do just by natural. But what we're seeing in camp right now is like, oh, okay, is that what you can do? All right, let's just let's take it up a notch, you know? Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's, like, first, he's first guy off the bus next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the, the argument people are making is they're saying, oh, you know, Bahana, he, he's, he's a six round pick, but. I've made this argument before. Why would you draft a uh, run-stuffing nose tackle early? Sixth round is about as early as I would go for that sort of player because of the limited, the limitation to their game. Because you could have have got a Marvin Wilson for undrafted free agent if that's the case. Like they're focusing on it for a reason, and Dan Quinn's focus is impacting the run defense first and foremost. And so you drafted Bohana for a strict reason, and he's definitely going to be able to fill that void when you bring in him and also Brent Urban. Now you add Gallimore. I mean, the question mark, I think, for all of us is Tristan Hill, what's really going on with that situation. But as of right now, I got Bohana on that final 53. Yes, yes. 100%. I tell you what, we will get you back because we are going to do 53 roster man okay. predictions and we'll get you back for that one we will do predictions oh, but i think we yeah we'll have some similar defensive guys especially as you say with bohana um but i mean what we'll do is there was some other stuff but we'll leave that till next week <laughs> before we run on too long because you got vegas to go to man um, <laughs> yeah. vegas yeah. and i'll be on oxnard tomorrow morning and so i'm excited to be out there in dallas cowboy camp so definitely tune in 
I'll be doing live coverage and all that fun stuff and, you know, meet some of the other content creators and media personalities. So I worked with you know, virtually, but it's kind of, you know, shake their hand and have fun. So I'm excited about that. But I got some more yeah. pulling and cooling to do, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, but, but uh, talking about that, though, just so the people listening and know, where can they find your work and the rest of you guys? Because uh, we've, we've had Nick's on as well. Yeah, my guy yep. Nick. So, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Daytech151. Um, definitely give me a follow. And then also on my YouTube channel, Cowboys Fans Only. And then also you can catch me time to time with my star gang family, BJ Nicks, Mariella, Professor O, and Spoonie um, on Wednesday nights. And then also you can go to CowboysFansOnly.com and get your merch. Got the, the I store. Am dead, man. Time, I am man. Dead, so man. A lot of people are buying the Parsons shirts, man. So I appreciate all the support. Fact, I appreciate you, my guys. We got to work out some of these time differences. I can definitely have you on. <laughs> yeah. Fun, funnily enough, funnily enough, when, when we had Nick's on, we was talking and he, he's saying that he's absolutely up for like a, a, like a, a collaboration show with everybody all in one show. I was like, yeah. man, we wouldn't get off the first subject. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know. I know. Sometimes it was like, all right, we should go in. But that's, that's the beauty of it. Like, you know, what my channel was all about was just starting for passionate Cowboys fans that everyone have a voice and speak and ultimately yeah, yeah. all come together and get this one goal to win the six championships. And I feel like right now what we <laughs> currently have, we have enough in-house to, to at least make a push and be a lot better than last year. If not, then we'll be out here in Vegas and get ready for a draft. So. <laughs> Yes, I will be. We'll be racking up the the buffets and the free cocktails. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. But that is for this show. Um. What we've got. We are going to be back next week. Uh. Where we look further into more uh camp talk, getting closer to the first game, the Hall of Fame game. But we do have to very quickly go to the sponsor of our show, which is Cowboys Experience. So their packages and their deals are up. The link as well is all on our social media. So make sure you go and check it out. And of course, don't forget to tell them UK Cowboys sent you. Because if you do, what happens, Mr. Graham? You get free stuff. You just get some free shit. Just for saying UK Cowboys. Right. <laughs> Just that. Um, yeah. Um, but, mate, thank you very much, Mr. Tuck. Uh, you, you are guys. in the, the uh, Fantasy Football League with old Paul yeah. as well. So we'll see you mm -hmm. over there. I know. Um, I got you last year, my man. Injuries, <laughs> 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 man. This year, we're, we're coming. Oh, stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me, me and Paul, we were talking because, like, yeah, they're talking about entrance. And we we're like, yeah, they, all right, we'll do it. It's all yeah. it's all for the fun. It's all it's a content creation league, so we'll we'll keep exactly. it going. Um but we'll speak to you over there, mate. Enjoy Vegas and um mate, mate, just be just before Tuck goes, uh yeah. I've just bought I just bought the t shirt. There you go. <laughs> oh, appreciate you, appreciate you, my guy. Parsons game. <laughs> ball, get ball, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 actually I, I, but, I toured the Raiders Stadium yesterday. Um, I've seen your pictures, and of course, I had I had my Parsons stuff on. <laughs> There's a few Eagles fans kind of touring with us, and kind of gave them some dirty looks, man. But their stadium's <laughs> phenomenal. But you know, it's still not AT and T stadium. It does look good, the stadium, yeah. and it, it's very typical that you've got to have gold and all the rest of it. It's in Vegas, yeah, yeah. so it makes sense. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, there is a proper casino in the stadium as well. Yeah, so they in a nightclub. So they pretty much just took Jerry Jones' <laughs> blueprint and they kind of just, you know, scribbled out a few things. Vegas did that. 
But the coolest yeah. thing they had, like a like when we went to the locker room, they had like a hologram. Like John Gruden came down and gave us like a pregame speech, and like all the technology thing, and the two guys yeah. can control everything, you know, stuff like that. But nice. Jerry, like the, Jerry laid the blueprint, so it's not AT and T. Plus, our stadium was <laughs> I think there's only holds like sixty five thousand, I think, or so. But you know, it's not very cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't have a giant ass TV hanging off. Yeah, it, it does not. It does not. It does not have the jumbotron. Uh, <laughs> not even close. It yeah, like three yeah. of them, but a small one. Mate, well, thank you very much for joining us. I know that you, you're really wanting to get away because it's like lunchtime where you are now. So we'll let you crack on. <laughs> we'll share all your stuff uh, tomorrow as well when you're in Oxnard, and we'll come. You know, we'll send you shoot your message to say hello. So enjoy it. Uh, have fun. And from myself, from Paul Graham. And, of course, Cowboys fans only. Go follow them. Yes. We'll see you all next week, guys. Have a good one. See you, see you, see you next time. See you, guys.